This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, Carvana strikes a deal to cut more than a billion dollars in debt. Nissan follows everyone else into Tesla's charging network. And Stellantis commits $11 billion to future chip contracts. Plus, Kia is touting the variety of eco-friendly materials that it's putting into its new EV9. Our own Lindsay Chapel talks about what these more sustainable supplies will mean for the auto industry overall. You know, the trick for the auto industry to do this is not to discover the material. The material is out there somewhere. It's to figure out how to take these materials and make them, as we like to say, automotive grade. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. After months of bad news, Carvana is celebrating a couple of victories over the past 24 hours or so. The online used vehicle retailer announced a deal to reduce its total debt by more than $1.2 billion. Carvana's agreement with a group of note holders will eliminate more than 83% of its unsecured notes maturing in 2025 and 2027. It will also lower required cash interest expense by more than $430 million per year for the next two years. Carvana also said its second quarter adjusted earnings before taxes and other expenses swung to $155 million. That compares with a $216 million loss in the same quarter last year. Looking at the bottom line, the company lost $105 million in the quarter. That's less than one-fourth of its $429 million net loss a year earlier. Carvana stock jumped more than 20% into the low to mid-50s. That's near its one-year high, but well below its 2021 peak in the mid-300s. Nissan is the first Japanese automaker to say it'll plug into Tesla's supercharger network. Its electric vehicle customers will have access to Tesla superchargers in the U.S. and Canada next year. It will provide adapters for its EVs made before 2025. Starting at that time, the region's Nissan and Infiniti electric vehicles will also be equipped with the North American charging standard port. Stellantis expects to spend more than $11 billion through 2030 to secure various kinds of semiconductors. The automaker is still recovering from ongoing shortages of microchips for its vehicles. Stellantis expects semiconductor shortages to re-emerge on growing demand from electric vehicles at a time of increased geopolitical risk, making the current respite short-lived. To mitigate those risks, Stellantis is inking deals with companies including Infineon Technologies, NXP Semiconductors, and Qualcomm. It's also setting up a semiconductor database with order plans that stretch years into the future. Meanwhile, the company is working with AI Motive and Silicon Auto to develop its own semiconductors. And self-driving truck company Aurora Innovation continues to chip away at the financial and technical mileposts needed to launch and grow its business. The company moved this week to bolster its financial position. It intends to sell as much as $800 million in Class A common stock through two separate transactions. In a regulatory filing, 
Aurora says it plans to sell $600 million in common stock through a private placement. It will also offer up $200 million of common stock in a public offering. With $785 million on hand as of June 30th, the move could give Aurora as much as a billion and a half dollars in cash, cash equivalents, and short-term investments. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, do you think Carvana's debt restructuring will be what it takes to save this company, or do you think more is needed? You know, I'm a bottom line kind of guy. And so to me, more is needed, right? This is a huge step. It definitely takes a lot of the burden off and okay, you can have some adjusted profitability. You know, bottom line, you don't want to lose a million dollars a day, a hundred million dollars a quarter. That's not really the way to run, uh, but it's a lot better than losing half a billion a quarter. It, it shows that they seem to be on their way. I'll be very interested to see what they can do to get all the way back to net profitability. Gotcha. Coming up, Kia has pulled the sheet off its new EV9. We'll talk about all the eco-friendly materials in the vehicle next on Daily Drive. Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer every time? How often is the opportunity for a trade appraisal missed? When your service drive gets busy, these inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves, from appointment scheduling through final confirmation in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves, which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service lien. GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today, visit GoMoto.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Kia's three-row EV9 electric crossover will be a zero-mission kid hauler when it goes on sale at the end of this year. But the 2024 EV will also introduce 10 innovative applications of sustainable materials to underscore Kia's earth-friendly direction. They include plant-based components and new bio-based materials. Kia also said it will phase out the use of leather in all new Kia vehicles. The automaker has a longer-term goal to achieve carbon neutrality across its global operations by 2045, and Kia hopes to get there through its design sustainability strategy. The story comes from automotive news reporter Carly Schaffner and was edited by our own Lindsay Chapel. I spoke with Lindsay about it, reaching him at his home office in Nashville, Tennessee. Lindsay Chapel, welcome back to Daily Drive. Thanks for having me. So let's talk about the Kia EV9. It's a it's a new entry, a three-row electric, you know, people hauler, but it also incorporates and really showcases a lot of new materials. I'm just curious off the top, do you have a favorite? Is there one of these innovations you that you found particularly clever or impactful? One of the ones I find uh, impactful is the reclamation of plastic bottles. I mean, how many plastic bottles are there laying around everywhere? We, we think, well, let's recycle these. these sh we should be all be recycling, uh, whether it's a soft drink bottle or a water bottle or, you know, a bottle of laundry detergent or whatever, that they will be put to such 
benign uses uh, in the future. And uh, Kia uh, has, has put its arms around that, is finding ways to use materials that have been created out of it. Yeah, that use uh, creating uh, plastics from post-consumer materials uh, was really fascinating. And the other thing, kind of uh, similarly, was making plastics out of uh, biomaterials, biomass sources, vegetable oils and corn extract and sawdust rather than just from, you know, petroleum. Yeah, the, the EV9 uh, uses uh, bioplastics like you're describing and their pillars, uh, their dashboard, uh, other places inside the vehicle. So, you know, the trick for the auto industry to do this is not to discover the material. The material is out there somewhere. It's to figure out how to take these materials and make them, as we like to say, automotive grade. You don't want to get into a vehicle that you're about to purchase and it looks odd or it has a it has a bit you know hey these seats are made out of you know recycled plastics yeah they they do feel weird to sit in you don't want that you want people to not notice that's the trick is taking these things and making them imperceptible yeah something that they maybe they know on some level is uh you know um, a nobler product, but doesn't feel like they're having to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, the, you, you mentioned plant-based oils a minute ago. You're going to see, you know, a wide spectrum of uses for that. And some of it will be places other than where the owner is going to touch the vehicle, for instance, and you send seat foams uh, for seats, but lots of other ones, you know, uh, uh, things that, that substitute for leather seating or things that cover the headrests. That's the magic of this thing, is making these things feel like you want them to feel. Well, and it's interesting. It, it has to start with that as a value, right? It's not like you want to design a car and then go back and say, hey, I wonder what we could do to take some of the carbon out or to make it a little a little more environmentally friendly, they're really approaching this, what they call their design sustainability strategy. What, what more do we know about that? Uh, they have grand plans for their global operations, uh, the, the vehicles that they produce, the, the supply base that they work with. It's a very big vertical, and this is all part of it, you know, making vehicles that reduce Kia's global CO2 footprint uh, is really the larger aim here. And you think, well, these things seem so uh, minuscule when you start talking about, you know, the grand scheme of selling vehicles, manufacturing vehicles all over the planet. But every little piece helps. That's, that's the approach that they're taking. It seems small now, but this is just the beginning. This is the first step in a long march. I have to ask you, this is a, oh man, so there's some chemistry here, but uh, PET, the polyethylene terephthalate, I think I got that right, polyethylene terephthalate, terephthalate. Yeah, that, I like hearing each other. <laughs> give it a shot, right? Uh, but they use this effectively, you know, a, another form of a recycled plastics. They use it for you know carpet and fabric and 
uh, all sorts of materials to replace maybe what would have been probably petroleum-based, you know, carpets and fabrics and felts and yarns. Yeah. And, and, and you know, the, the part about this that delighted me when I was uh, reading Carly Schaffner's uh, good work was that you have to pause and reflect on how many parts there are in a car. There's not just a seat. You know, the seat has stitching in it. And this PET material uh, allows them to use a PET yarn that they can use for the EV9 seat stitching. Pieces of uh, carpet in the trunk, as we all know, you, you, you look underneath the carpet in your trunk and there is fabric that's underneath the carpet that has to be there. And that can be used in, in the case of the EV9. Uh, some of that material will come from recycled fishing nets, you know, and you think, well, well, you know, how big of a problem is fishing nets? Well, it's estimated there are 640,000 tons of fishing gear in the bottom of the ocean or floating around in the ocean right now. So, you know, yeah, you got to salute car companies for figuring out how to, how to uh, commercialize it. One more thing I want to touch on before I let you go, Lindsay. You talked about the importance of automotive grade and, gosh, I mean, the quality demands on paint of modern vehicles, right? Back, I can remember the 20th century. I remember there would occasionally be some cars with some shabby paint that would just, you know, fade in the sunlight. And it's not like that anymore. The quality demands are so high. And yet Kia is really, as other model makers do, really pursuing making paint in a more environmentally friendly manner uh, using you know biological products or trying to reduce the volatile organic compounds in the paint and of course still make them you know look perfect yeah you can't mess around with the exterior of the car i mean that's the last thing in the world you want to do the day will come when uh, uh, they will figure out how to also uh, use recycled uh, materials there. But again, back to what I was saying about the enormous number of individual parts and processes that go into a car. There are places inside of a car that have to be painted. You know, you never think about that, that there are coatings inside your car. Uh, and if you could use uh, BTX free paint, which is paint produced uh, without uh, benzene and xylene and other junk you don't want, and make it automotive grade, you've accomplished something. That's a decent innovation for, for the auto industry. Lindsay Chappell covers manufacturing, suppliers, and uh, really everything in the auto industry for us out of Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks so much for being here, Lindsay. Glad to talk to you. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Carly Schaffner, Abigail Ham, Urbosh Kakaria, and Pete Bigelow for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on sustainable manufacturing, retail, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.